welcome back to a chat with Oliver. We're keeping it going with the sort of Xavier alumni feel here as my guest today is Gabby Pace. How are you today, Gabby? Good. How are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm going well, going very well. Looking forward to this interview. Uh, you've been through a lot. We're, we're, we're just going to say it here right now. Um, the main reason I got you on is you actually shared your story um, a few weeks ago on your Facebook page. And I, I sort of wanted to discuss that um, a bit with you. But first of all, I want to talk a bit about what you're doing now. Relentless Personal and Training Group. Uh, tell us a bit about what you do there and your involvement with them. Yeah, so um, when it was two years ago now, um, I started my own business called Relentless Personal and Group Training. Um, so I have, I started with just a couple of weights and a rower and I had about five clients to start with. Um, and then two years later now, I have around about 20 to 30 clients, um, both personal training and also group. Yep. So I've got quite a consistent bunch now and um, yeah, I've grown it up like a lot since I first started and I'm only going to keep growing it. So yeah. Yeah. How difficult was it sort of getting your own business off the ground? Recently, I've had Bailey McCurtain on, um, a former classmate of ours, and he's recently started up his own t-shirt company and he's sort of spoken about the struggles and that of the early stages um, of starting a business. So did you, uh, did you experience a lot of difficulty when you first started out? Yeah, I'm very lucky that um, I don't have to say rent a space. I do it actually at my parents' house um, in their backyard. So in that aspect, I, I guess I don't have a lot of expenses. So that part was a lot easier for me. Um, but in saying that, like starting your own business in itself is difficult, just building up clients, building up um, your social media presence and, yep. and things like that. So um, that was definitely difficult. And just it's, it's difficult to sort of keep believing in yourself and believing in what you're doing, especially when you hit um, bumps in the road, um, which happens a lot <laughs> when yeah. you run a business. Um, so I guess, I guess um, just trying to, to build up people is probably the, heart, the, the thing I've found the hardest, yeah. Yeah, so tell us a bit about where you're at now with that. Is it still just you doing it? Um, and how many people would you say that you've trained or are currently training at the moment? Yeah, so I recently brought on my partner, Connor. Um, he just finished his uh, three and four. So I um, got him in to do some coaching, but then COVID hit. So yeah. um, that's sort of put a, a hold on that. But um, yeah, so we have about 30 clients. He's got a couple lined up for after COVID. Um, I specialize more in functional fitness um, and women's training and he specializes more in like bodybuilding and, and more men's. I mean, we do both, but yeah. um, that's sort of what we prefer. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that answers that question, yeah. but yeah, it started with just me. So now I've got him on board and, and yeah, we're going really well. So yeah. And looking to the future, are you looking to bring on more trainers? Um, maybe expand possibly to your own place in terms of where you train people? What What's your idea for the future? Yeah, so um, 
in the future, I'm actually currently building my online program. Yeah. Um, so I want to build that up a little bit first, um, which will help me um, in the future get a place for Relentless outside yeah. of my parents um, and also bring on more trainers. That's definitely yeah. a massive thing I want to do because being a sole trader um, is very difficult. Like you do everything yourself. Um, from marketing to coaching to financials, like everything is done yourself, which makes which makes it difficult. But I love it. So, but yeah, bringing on people is definitely a big goal of mine, and and definitely something that will probably happen in the next year. Yeah, well, let's reverse a bit uh, back to I want to say maybe around 2014, 2015 to sort of where this story started for you um pretty much all of us who went to high school together know that you, you at least were a very good soccer player um there was a bit of a I wouldn't say an incident uh, a bit of an issue that happened there injury wise of course Brad Shaler the last guest I had on he spoke about all the injuries and stuff he suffered throughout BMX but there, there was an injury that you suffered an ACL rupture when you were 15 now this obviously led to a few mental issues, but also in terms of soccer, once you came back, it just never quite, uh, I'd say maybe clicked again. I'll, I'll let you tell the story. So tell yeah, us a yeah. bit about what happened so, with that. Yeah. So I was playing at a, a high representative level um, when I was 15. Um, and yeah, so I ruptured my ACL in a game and that recovery was one of the hardest things I've I've gone through. Yeah. Um, mentally, it brought up a lot because I have played I played soccer since I was six, and yeah. it was really like it was my biggest outlet. I could just go on the field, get things done, and just sort of forget about the world for a little bit. But when I did my ACL, I I didn't have an outlet. Um, I could hardly walk for for almost three weeks. I think it was. I couldn't run until about six months. Um, so like that side of me, I, I didn't get to use, like I didn't get to have an outlet. And um, so, yeah, that obviously brought up a lot um, of depression and anxiety, which from then on I suffered with. I still suffer with it, but yeah. I definitely got way better ways of coping. Um, and because it was the first time I'd experienced it, the it was very difficult. Like I didn't want to get up and do my rehab, um, which really affected me when I had to, when I ended up coming back to soccer. Um, so in the, in my recovery, I found CrossFit about at the nine month mark, um, which I really, I just fell in love with. Um, and that was sort of my outlet from then on. Um, and it, as well as going to like therapy and 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 that and sorting out whatever was happening in my head, yeah. uh, that was sort of how I sort of got everything out and just lifted some heavy weights and um, yeah. But I would say then at the 12, 15 month mark, I went back to soccer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just. I lost my passion. I was I was scared, really. I was scared to get injured again and go through that whole like twelve months again. Um, and that was sort of the point that I had to start thinking about what I wanted to do in the future because 
my whole life had been soccer and I wanted to represent my country and I wanted to do all of that. Um, but it just wasn't something that I saw myself doing anymore. So yeah, that's where I sort of came up with the idea to start my own business and um, help other people because yeah. I wanted to help people who were in the same position as me, who had those mental demons, who had no outlet. Um, they're the people I originally wanted to help when yeah. I started my business. And, and yeah, so that's sort of where my story started. Um, and then, yeah, we went through year 12. Um, it like this injury affected me right up till like through my whole schooling. Um, really like anxious, really, I had bad depression for a long time. It wasn't like it just clicked one day that this was what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a really long journey to, to figure out, um, yeah, what my purpose was other than soccer. Hmm. Yeah. So just on the soccer front, Right now, what would you say? I know this sounds weird. What's your relationship with soccer? Because as you said, it was such a big part of your life for so long. Yeah. Are you still a fan? Do you still have a connection with it? You know, do you play stuff like Sunday League or anything like that? What's your connection with soccer right now? Or is it just no more? Yeah, no, I sort of just cut my ties. Um, yep. It's very difficult for me to, to watch it. Um, especially because I know a lot of the girls playing in the Matildas and I know a lot, um, like I played with those girls and I versed those girls. Yeah. So it's, it is hard for me to watch it with the Olympics on at the moment. Like I've been watching it a little bit and sort of trying to get over that because I did love it. Like yeah. it was, it was my whole life once. So, um, but yeah, when it, when it sort of happened, I couldn't really even go and watch games. I like... I struggled big time with, with that. And yeah, I sort of haven't really watched it ever since. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough because I guess as well, the more you associate with it, I guess in a way it's more likely a bit of a trigger for, for some yes. of those bad things to start coming yeah. back. And who knows, maybe one day there will come a time where you're able to rest those demons, but it, it's definitely not an overnight process. Um, yeah. Anyway, you bring up year 12 and like, honestly, knowing you sort of, especially in sort of year 11 and 12, being in some of the same classes together. And I think a lot of people uh, would agree about this. Um, you must've put on a pretty good brave face because no one honestly would be able to uh, pick that you were suffering these mental health issues, especially as we were sort of finishing high school. Um, tell us a bit about what your situation was. Yeah, to towards the end of high school, obviously what happened in soccer had its impact, but um, a couple other things also happen, um, unfortunately, in your personal life. You don't necessarily need to go too much into that, but just tell us a bit about how you were feeling and how you were able to overcome that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I did put on a brave face every day. Um, I wasn't really one to share my emotions, that's for sure, um, which I've now I've learned to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so after school finished, we graduated, we had our formal um, and we we're about to go to schoolies. I think it was one day um, before my dad was in a terrible accident. Um, left him with lifelong disability pretty much still to this day. He has bone exposure on his legs and, and different things. So he got really badly burnt. 
Um, and myself being in a bad place at that time sort of went into like survival mode. Like at the time I worked at Subway, um, like we'd, I'd just finished school. So I was very um, sort of like confused about what I wanted to do. And I just went into work mode and like my dad was in hospital for six months, um, which was like one of the toughest times for our family, the toughest time. And for the first couple of months, like I said, I just went work, work, work. Um, every day I was visiting him. So we had to drive into Concord to visit him. Um, so that took up a lot of my time as well. Um, and then about just a bit after Christmas, about in January, I made a very emotional decision to study nursing at uni. Yeah. Um, just being around the nurses all the time in the hospital, I think I was like, they're just awesome people. Um, so I did study that for a semester. I dropped out because I knew it wasn't for me. Yeah. I just made the decision off what I was experiencing at the time. Um, and around the time I dropped out, my dad actually came out of hospital. Um, he went into a rehab center where I didn't really get to see him. So that's when everything sort of came crashing down and, and hit me. Um, but it was, it was actually looking back on things. You're, you're grateful for some things that happened. Um, you have to be, because otherwise you just cry about it. Um, and this moment was where my, it opened my eyes. Like, um, yeah, so obviously I was in a dark place, but it sort of made me realize how precious life is and how short life is. Like his accident, like he defied all the odds. Um, he wasn't really supposed to survive. He wasn't supposed to walk again. Today I see him doing a lot of things that the doctor said he would yeah. never do. Um, so that that was like a big like moment for me where I was like, okay, I need to get myself out of this. Yes, everything came crashing down. Um, but by that time I'd surrounded myself with some awesome people, um, like great friendships, especially through CrossFit. Um, and they're all quite a bit older than me. So I'm yep. 20 now, but they're all in their thirties and forties. So I had a lot of, I guess, life experience around me and people helping me through that time. And got myself into therapy again and worked through those things um but I found out that I had PTSD from the accident and that's really what was bringing up a lot of things um and so the last year and a half has probably been just working through that um so there's probably been about six months so his the accident was almost two years ago years ago now um and hang on can you hear that in the background uh, a little bit but it's all good we can keep pushing on uh, yeah um oh where was i uh, so it's been two years yeah since so the it's been two yeah. years since the accident um and so it was probably about a year and a half of me just working through my PTSD and, yep. and um, everything like that. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of 
figuring out who I was because yeah. after school I just dealt with this massive life changing experience, you know, and um it was very it was a very difficult time for me and but in that time um I opened my business. So yeah. <laughs> that was also a way like I I figured out a lot about who I was and and that I wanted to help people. Um and and that was one of the ways I knew how. So that's how, that's what set me on the path that I am on today. Um, and again, like I have to look back on the things that happened and I'm grateful for some of the things that happened. Otherwise I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be self-aware and I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't know my purpose <laughs> and I like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be where I am. So I look back on the things and I'm grateful for them. Obviously, I wish they never happened. Um, but again, if you don't laugh, you cry. So yeah, that's sort of how I look at things now. But it's definitely been a journey. Yeah, and it's good to have that attitude because I've sort of had a think and anyone really can think about the experiences that they've had in life, whether negative or positive, as you, are, you they do shape who you are. And you talk about becoming more self-aware. Um, and I think that's a big thing because a lot of people, strangely enough, go through life, maybe a little bit ignorant, maybe not thinking outside of their little bubble, but it can take sort of these situations to make you realize that things, I guess, are sort of bigger than just that bubble, yeah. expanding your thought process, expanding, I guess, your knowledge, I guess, um, if that makes yeah. sense, but yeah, yeah. yeah. you You've obviously since gone on to do an amazing thing. Would you say uh, Relentless has sort of become the new, the big outlet and something, something along those lines? Yeah. So I'm a very um, creative person. Like I need a creative outlet and, and also like soccer for me was a creative outlet because you had to be creative on the field. It was a physical outlet. Um, like I, I exerted myself. Um, so Relentless has definitely, I suppose, filled that hole that yeah. I had. It's a creative outlet. It's I had to learn so much um, to open my business, which I love. I love learning new things. Um, physically, it's hard when I, when I do the workouts. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely challenged me in ways that I didn't know I could be challenged but that is what I love like I love I love to be challenged and I love new things and I love thinking outside the box and trying to come up with solutions for people and um yeah so that relentless has definitely filled that hole for me um and I think that's sort of what I needed and and that's what therapy really helped me with like it helped me figure out who I was, my purpose. Um, and that's a big thing for me too, purpose. When I feel like I don't have a purpose, like I just go downhill. I need, I need to feel like what I'm doing is bigger than just me. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really what Relentless does for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take things back again a little bit now. It, this is now all about Xavier College. I, yeah. I want to know what was um, 
first of all, what was your your high school experience like? If you know, you had to go back, summarize it. The what six seven years that we were there. Yeah. Uh, what did you sort of take from it? Did you enjoy your time there? How how would you describe it? Uh, I love Xavier. It's such a great school. Like we had a really good year. Um, like obviously it's through seven to ten, seven to year nine. Um, I had a ball. Like yeah. even even just not with our year, like with soccer, I got to interact with the older years and the younger years yep. and um, and I got to have some awesome experiences playing soccer for the school and then at the nationals and different things like that. Um, but yeah, through like from year 10 to 12, obviously I had those mental demons that I was dealing with. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the teachers helped me a lot through that. Um, like I said, like a lot of my friends didn't really know because I put on a, on a brave face. Um, but in saying that I wouldn't want to go, I wouldn't have wanted to go anywhere else. Like everyone was very supportive. Um, like teachers were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of the teachers, is there one teacher in particular who you'd say was your favorite? Uh, I don't really want to pick favourites, but Miss Lee was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Miss Lee was awesome. Mrs. McCrory was awesome. Yeah. Miss Douglas, Miss Mazella. Um, in the earlier days, Miss Ireland. Um, yeah. So those people probably helped me the most, um, sort of with my mental like health issues as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're probably they're probably my favourites. Yeah, what was your favourite subject? PE, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Hated maths. I was terrible at math. <laughs> English, probably my second favourite. Yeah, nice. And to finish off, uh, this is this is a hard one. So you can pick a couple again if you want. But your favourite high school memory? Oh, that is a hard one. Um, there is a couple, so definitely like my soccer experiences in, in my earlier days, um, they, they were awesome just playing with the girls and, and there was one match we got to a grand final and we ended up losing, but like just the, the fight that the girls put on was awesome. And I got to captain a couple of the teams so that was also fun um but really probably my favorite experiences were the I went on an SRC camp once um that was awesome uh the I think it was a year 12 camp we went on a year 12 camp yeah the, the, the retreat it was it was weird it was sort of the end of year 11 but it was the year yeah, 12. yeah yeah I love that um but yeah, I really, I, I loved the end of year 12. Like it was awesome because the teachers treated you more like adults, I guess. And, um, you were getting to the end of it. So every memory sort of in the last few months of, of high school was, was special because you knew they were the last times you were going to do those things. Yeah. So yeah, all the athletics carnivals. I remember I was uh, dressed. I was the Cumberland or Tennyson um, 
what was it mascot and um okay. i dressed up as a you know those suits that you wear and it has like you're riding a dinosaur oh yeah 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 so i did the whole athletics carnival in that suit and um yeah i reckon that pretty much tops my my high school memories there you go well gab <laughs> before we finish off where can people find you if they want to get in contact for some personal training if they just want to follow along with what you're doing where can they find you yeah so relentless.pt on instagram um or on facebook or even my personal account um i've now started to grow that for my online training so that's just gab.pace so on instagram yeah yeah well at the very least uh give those accounts a follow to see what gab's up to gabby i want to thank you so much for jumping on today and telling your story and i want to thank everyone who's tuned in and listen if there's anyone out there who has a story to tell or just wants to come on for a chat get in contact you know where to find me you're probably friends with me on facebook or whatever uh get in contact but other than that once again gabby uh thank you so much for jumping on uh, thanks for having me it's been awesome